everyone. I'm bored with the Here With You podcast. I'm here with Coach John Reese from CrossFit Epically Awesome. John has let us kind of start our ministry at their gym, so I wanted to bring him in to talk a little more about um, kind of the fitness, nutrition side of things because we've been talking about the spiritual side. So uh, to start things off, I wanted to ask John, kind of give us some background on, one, who he is, how he got kind of got into cro- CrossFit or fitness, and how we can get involved with what they're doing at CrossFit Epically Awesome. Hello, Ford. As you guys, hello everyone, actually, as you guys have heard, my name is John. I go by John. It's usually what most people call me. I didn't want to confuse with the other John. That's fair. Who, that's fair. He's on this podcast. That's fair, yeah. I, so I'm John Reese, to make the distinction. Yeah. And I do own CrossFit Epically Awesome with my wife and a business partner. We got into it. Let me back up a little bit. So I, I got into CrossFit personally in 2008 time frame. I was on a deployment to uh, my first deployment to Iraq, actually. And I was doing the normal gym thing that guys do. And if you've been to any kind of regular Globo gym, there's always like one guy that everyone, even if they don't know him personally, they know he's there. He's like the really jacked dude who's really big. And like everyone knows that guy belongs to that gym. It's almost yeah. like he has the two gallons of water. Yes. Yeah. He's exactly that guy. Yeah. So he walked by, I was on like a bench or something and he walked by very randomly. I, I had never spoken to him. We never made eye contact ever. He walks by, he goes, Hey, uh, you want an intense workout? Go to www.crossfit.com and just like walked away, <laughs> like faded into the distance. Never saw him again. True story. So I went to the website back then. It, it was just CrossFit. Actually, it still is just CrossFit.com. But, but they it was had, just like the journal back then. Yeah. Or? So it was the the format was different. It used to be. It used to look a lot like you ever go to like the website maps. You know what I'm talking about? Where you like click on the like the help button on a website and then turns the whole thing into a big like list of bullet points. Yeah, like a site map. Site map. Thank you. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So like it used to look a lot like a site map. There was just. It was like the wad in the main screen, like a big white square with the wad in the middle. And then on the left-hand side was just like lists and lists and lists. And you used to click on the like the movements and exercises button, and it would just bring out pages and pages and pages of lists of different movements. And you click on it. And you could I remember that you could do like the QMV video or like the WMV video. It was like, it was like different links yeah. in case you had a different computer. It was... Uh, and- Good old days of the web. Yeah, it's yeah. A different story. It, yeah, it is a different story. For maybe a different podcast. Yeah. So, so <clears> I taught <throat> myself how to do the movements. I got, I got from the videos. I got pretty decently involved in it. I was stationed in Kadena at the time, which is in Okinawa, and I went back there from the deployment. And what is now CrossFit Asia, Reebok CrossFit Asia, was just kind of starting up. They were in, I think, I think their second year. Jamie is the owner over there, a really good guy, and kind of took me under his wing in a manner of speaking, taught me the movements, taught me gym life and classes and all that stuff. And just really opened my eyes to what CrossFit could be. And from there, very shortly after I got my first level one back when they didn't have expiration dates. And it's been a, a journey from, from two, from that was 2008 till now. So 11 years, actually April was my 11th year of CrossFit. I'm in my 11th year right now to answer your second question. We got into this gym 
with uh, so the gym owning a gym has been part of my personal retirement plan for pretty much since 2008 I was like oh man I gotta do this I want a gym yeah and I I had this idea that maybe like you know 45 years away from retirement I would start my own gym so that by the time I'm retired the gym is you know functioning and supporting itself and all that and I can't remember oh I do remember so before you actually actually before you started at the gym I got into it not long very shortly actually very shortly before you started I got into I was coaching for the previous owner he was going on a trip overseas he was like bike riding across Bavaria or something like that so sounds fancy I know he got some good pictures with it so excuse me so he was like hey I need some extra coaching you know would you would you mind helping out I said yeah absolutely so that's how it started and in our like onboarding like at the point where he said hey I want to hire you to be a coach he was like just so you know I'm selling the gym so so if it comes down to it and I can't find a buyer we're gonna we're gonna close up and I was like that's not nice so there I mean at the time there was 30 35 members and I was like we we owe it to these people to to keep the place open so I happened to be having this conversation with my wife Kelly and you know Kelly <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I felt compelled to tell her, "Hey, look, there's a very real chance this gym is going to close down, and it's very close to our house and very convenient." And she liked that a lot, and she'd always wanted to try the gym out. I just, at the time, I was going to a different gym, and I, I was happy there, just doing my thing. And Kelly did not. I, I don't know. At any rate, she was never able to convince me to go over to Epically Awesome. Until we decided to buy it, at which point it was the guy kind of it came out of the last minute. He was literally about to leave. He was like a week or two away from leaving when we finally agreed to buy it from him for a very reduced rate, which is in essence why. Long story short, which is why we bought the gym now versus waiting until I was right before right, right before I retired. I just. I felt like I owed it to the community. I really liked the people that were there. Like I said, I was coaching initially. So I'd gotten a chance to know them a little bit. I started coaching in August and we bought it in November. So I had those, you know, two, three months. And I really felt I really felt beholden to them. I like I love people. I love establishing and building relationships with people. And I I felt close with them after those two, three months. And I, I didn't think it was fair to just shut it down because I knew there's only two other real options at the time anyway for them to go to as a gym and neither of them are really good CrossFit communities. And so uh, kind of starting to transition to, uh, to new other topics. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a lot about CrossFit and what we do. Um, I chose it for my ministry specifically because how much it's helped me with my mental health and, just um like persevering through workouts or showing up and having other people like support you oh yeah so it's like a whole kind of resource in its own for mental health that i think people don't really recognize totally agree so how would you say like crossfit would be really different compared to one of their can I guess competitors. Competitors, yeah. I don't really know what it's it's hard to quantify that because like nobody really does exactly what we do right I agree. So without getting into the conversation of competitors, we'll just 
for definition's sake, we'll say everybody else that's not CrossFit. Or like maybe somebody that's like seen, heard bad things about CrossFit or there. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are umpteen million arguments against CrossFit and honestly, like, you know, that's a rabbit hole we can go into if you want. But at the end of the day, what I think the crux of your question is, is what does CrossFit have that other gyms don't? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So in my experience, so to give you a little bit of backstory, I was homeschooled like K through explains a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I get that a lot. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, I yeah, K through 12. So I, I had to, to make matters even better. There were myself and my four siblings were the only kids in our neighborhood. Like that's it. No joke. So to say that we didn't have a lot of social, like we, if I didn't have siblings, I wouldn't have social interaction. Yeah. So for me, CrossFit provided something. It, it was much more than a, an, an endeavor to make myself better, you know, in the gym. It was an opportunity to explore both mental and physical boundaries for two, for multiple reasons. The first being, if you go to the, like a regular, like anytime fitness, and you put yourself through a workout, unless you have the discipline, if you're the kind of person who wants to be a bodybuilder really bad and you really want to sculpt your physique, the chances are you're going to build good discipline, right? Like if you're really committed to it and you're the kind of person who has work ethic, you can build strong discipline, but it's, there's no, there's no accountability, right? Like you don't know anyone at the gym. You don't go there with anybody. I mean, if you do, that's, that's why it's good to have a workout partner, right? Regardless of what gym you go to for the accountability. If you don't, in a regular gym, you don't have that. You get, when you pay your $10 a month or whatever it is, you get a key to the door and you get a towel every now and then and access to the sauna if they have one. What I got from CrossFit that I wasn't getting from, and like, you know, full disclosure, I was following like men's health workouts that you got out of the magazine with phenomenal results. But what I got from CrossFit was encouragement. I like everybody wanted me to do not well. They wanted me to do better, right? They wanted me to push myself. Everybody, everybody was on the same page, right? We all wanted better for other people around us. And that's hard to find period, let alone in a gym, right? Like Gyms are typically places of intense competition where you want to be better than everybody else. Yeah. And in CrossFit, I, what I found is that... Where all the weights are taken. Right. <laughs> There's like eight guys waiting in line for the bench, yeah. the one flat bench. So what I found in CrossFit is that everybody wants everybody else to be just as good as they are or, or better, right? Like they want, to push your, they want you to push yourself. Another thing that I got was for me getting into a gym where I have to push myself so hard that it's physically painful. I, I never ever did that in the, what I call the globo gym, right? Like the anytime fitness or snap fitness, whatever. I never pushed myself that hard. I would, you know, I'd feel a burn, you know, do three or four reps into the burn and and that was it. Right. And never did I ever breathe hard while lifting. Right. When, when I have to push myself through something like today's workout, I'm going to give you a little free look in case you haven't seen it. I'm not looking. It's a, it's a 200 meter run and then 27 wall balls and 27 box jumps and then another 200 and then 21, 21, another 200, 15, 15, another 200, nine, nine, right? Like, so lots of running and legs is what we're coming down to the burnt. Like I have a very poor relationship with wall balls. 
they are extremely difficult to me. So going into the gym and forcing myself not only to put the work in to lift a weight while breathing hard, right? That, that, you know, it's 20 pounds to do that while also pushing myself to do better than I would on previous workouts. You know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a very deep level of mental commitment and awareness. And I think for, like I said, this is, this is all my opinion, my experience. CrossFit has developed for me. And honestly, for many, many people, I can say that with certainty, this really work ethic, character driven mindset that forces you to look at something, to look at an obstacle as an opportunity for growth, as opposed to a setback. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then you're, uh, I guess, kind of connected with the gospel and spiritual mm. growth. I, I always kind of viewed it like, I don't know if you're familiar with like the term sanctification. I am. Where you're like progressively getting better, like closer towards being like Christ. Yes. And, and I feel like that CrossFit's like a kind of like a good metaphor or I guess it's not a metaphor because you actually do it, right. but, but a good representation parallel yeah of how that process works how it works because like there's going to be suffering but through those sufferings and trials you're going to get stronger yeah and you're gonna get when they come up again you'll know how to deal with them or you'll be conditioned for them so and that's kind of why i chose it and then i also like um for our saturday workouts i do like partner workouts Mm -hmm. which i actually don't really like partner workouts <laughs> like you don't like wall balls because I, I like to just show up and do my thing but right. but i notice you know people are coming on saturdays and they they're already kind of doing their thing and they they need somebody to kind of help them get through it and they're already they're kind of nervous about doing crossfit because they don't want they've heard all these things about it mm. or their friends that know nothing about it tell them not to it's, do it yeah it's and, a it's a big step to do crossfit and expose yourself all in the same day yeah so I try to make it where it's sort of kind of beginner level or we scale to their level we do it as a partner workout and we kind of share share the load or share each other's burdens and that. isn't that the idea though yeah and that and that's where like the discipleship mm. side of it comes in where you're sharing with each other and, and it's, it's still kind of i'm always constantly tweaking it and trying to figure out how to how to make it better, better. yeah but and I know like that mindset is seems like I've kind of developed that mindset, but I didn't always have like a mindset of like discipline or mm-hmm. hard work. Like when I did uh football in high school, we had weightlifting and they made us go on the weightlifting team. And I did a lot of sort of Olympic style lifting. I never really kind of pushed myself or, or really knew what I was doing, you know, I didn't did have anybody coach, yeah. coach, ironically coach me on how to do it. Yeah. So I never really developed kind of my own personal discipline or spiritual mm-hmm. discipline. Mm-hmm. And I think from kind of growing, going to CrossFit and pushing myself to go out of my comfort zone and to want to be around people Yeah. and still kind of developing that. Cause sometimes I'm like yeah. at work all day talking to people and I just come to the gym and I just want to, you're exhausted. Work out and yeah. go home. Yeah. But I think I'm sorry, go challenge ahead. Yeah. Is what helps you grow and develop and yes. mature. Yeah, adversity is I, I completely agree. I think adversity is where we grow, right? Like 
without the adversity. You know, like there's an old saying that everyone, everyone used to say anyway. Like, you know, only even what is it? What is it? Diamonds are made under pressure, extreme pressure, right? Yeah. Like, like you when you super compress carbon, like the most basic boring, like charcoal, basic yeah. boring of all elements, it becomes one of the most rare and desirable elements through pressure alone right like without adversity we can't grow like christ couldn't have been who he is he couldn't in his human form right he couldn't be christ the king lord of all things without first demonstrating his willingness and ability to go through the most excruciating and brutal punishment imaginable at the time right like if he just showed up and baptized some people and then, you know, converted some wine into water into wine or wine into water, either <laughs> one, got rid of a few alcoholics while he was here, yeah. right? Raised Lazarus from the dead and then was like, all right, guys, I'm out and just rose up like the effect would have been much less profound, right? Like by demonstrating and this is where this is where I think humans can really work on. They can increase their sanctification by accepting hardship and adversity and offering up what what my grandmother always said was, you know, if if you have suffering in your life, you accept it, you offer it up to God as suffering and you push through it, right? Whether you learn from it or not is up to you. But for me, it's always been my, my, my journey of sanctification has been reaching out to God in times of strife. I'll give you, this is actually one of my favorite stories. So I was dating a girl, go figure, right? So I was dating a girl and she and I did not get along when it came to religion. Uh, so as, as you know, as the listeners may or may not know, I, I was raised devout Catholic, still practice Catholicism. I love it that way. Uh, the girl that I was dating uh, identified as non-denominational and uh, we dated, we had a really good relationship for a, a brief period. It was a very carnal relationship though. Uh, very soon we realized that our, our deep rooted selves of who we were weren't were very incompatible and it was a very ugly ending and I was very upset I really liked her a lot like I proposed to her the whole nine yards yeah and uh, I was I was crushed when I realized it wasn't going to work out right like um, without going into the depths of the story she basically was like hey look you know we can't get married and I'll out at the time I, I hadn't fully realized the depths of this of the situation I think I think she kind of realized what was going on before I did, right? So in my just, you know, weeping misery, I I made this resolution that I I think all of us have at some point where we're like, Lord, if you please, if you just get me through this situation, I'll never ask for anything again, right? How, yeah. how many times did I've probably done that at least a couple times this week, True. right? <laughs> and what I... What I did, what I'm, what I'm working, what I've been working on since that girl and I broke up, I made this resolution. I said, "Lord, I'm going to make you a new deal. Let's, you know, because like making deals, like like we have any negotiation power, right? Like it's another different. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Lord, if you can help me through this pain, I promise that I will come to you with every single problem I've got. I will go to you first. I will go to you." Every time I need help because yours is the help that I really need anyway. Right. 
So it allowed me to reframe my problems and my mindset with, instead of complaining and whining and making excuses and, and sobbing myself in misery, like, oh, this is so hard, right? I reach through that pain and that adversity and I say, Lord, I know that I'm suffering for a purpose. Help me understand why so that I can take that and turn it into something beneficial. You know, so I can either learn from it, grow from it, help somebody else with the knowledge of it. For me, CrossFit helps that because I, I, can, th- I can really focus on being in the moment in my workouts. When I'm huffing and puffing and sweating and wishing that the wall balls would end, like I'm going to be later on today, I can look through the pain in the moment and say, I actually don't feel that bad right now. Like, I can do one more rep. You know what I mean? It's just, it's the game of one more all the way through the end of the workout. And I've, and I've used those, that mindset and the mindset of reaching through adversity to help God, to ask God to help me, right? Those, those two are co-compatible. Like, what the body does, the mind will follow and vice versa. If we yeah. think good, happy thoughts, we're going to be good, happy people. Where uh, if we do good works, we're going to think happy thoughts. You know what I mean? The, the, the mind-body relationship is so symbiotic, and I, and I don't think people realize that. And what CrossFit is starting to show, and eventually I'm sure there will be studies done of the mental fortitude developed in CrossFit gyms, but what you'll find is that people who had a really hard time getting into CrossFit, people who were really hesitant to join the gym, become some of the most devout and successful followers. Much like people who were extremely against the idea of a God who yeah. one day realized you know, they, they've become some of the most devout flag-carrying followers. Right? You think of the story of Saul or is it Saul? Right, I don't know which story you're getting to. I'm, I'm telling the tax collector who was like, "There's no way there's Zach- a gun," and then Zacchaeus. I know y'all have a he, different Bible than me. I think it's the same <laughs> Bible. What are you we talking the about? Apocrypha and all that. We, we have an Old Testament and New Testament, just like you do. No, I'm just kidding. There's who is the guy who was like on a horse, and Jesus appeared and was like, "I need you to stop being unfair to my people." Yeah, that's and, that's Saul. Is that Saul? Okay, yeah. Maybe Wasn't the he the tax collector thing? No, he's a tent maker. Oh, a tent maker. Okay, something like that. he was a persecutor of... That's what it was, persecutor. I like, in my mind, everyone is a tax collector back in the day. Like, that was what everyone did. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. People did not like tax collectors, though. No, I can't imagine so. But I think they don't like persecutors of Christians more. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, yeah. So, much in those same parallels, right? Like, you find that some of the people who are most scared or most concerned... I don't know if it's a, a mental inhibition or what, but I think I think they come at it with a much more ready-to-learn mind than somebody who just has an open mind and is willing to try, right? Like, And I say that because someone who's a doubter, they're looking for every reason for it to fail. And when they can't find any, they're like, this is so amazing, right? Like they see the real deep inner workings of something working, right? Like, the persecutors become true believers because they look for all of the all of the faults and when they don't find them they're like this is legit like what am i doing yeah you know what i mean like in same same way with crossfit like 
people who look for all of the fl- there used to be if you look back in like history like you can, i'm sure you can find it on youtube still people used to go to the level one certs just to try and disprove the level one staff yeah they would pay the money go to the cert sit in the crowd and be like nope nope wrong that's wrong here, here this is why right that's that's what the people used to do right now crossfit's got more affiliates than starbucks does yeah you know what i mean like how so uh like how could somebody who is trying to figure out whether they maybe just want to come on to one of our saturday things or come to crossfit epically awesome or any crossfit gym depending where they're at um how can they get started with that my my question there is like i'll answer your question with a question is how do you get started right like what is the first step you know there's a i don't know if it was confucius i know it's a help them make the first step yeah 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 the the it's it's like a chinese proverb i think it's a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step right so it's going to be i you know there's nothing i can say that's going to convince someone to try something they're very scared of right like what has to happen is that person has to see inside themselves and say, I want something better for myself, right? Like I'm going to take it. I'm going to take this accountability. I'm going to take the action to make my life better. I'm going to be closer to God by taking this step. I'm going to be in better shape by taking this step. I'm going to eat better food by taking this step, right? Like treating the body and the mind, the way you treat your relationship with God is a great way to trounce fears of doing things, right? Like, is it Philippians 4.13? I can do all things through him who strengthens me? Something like that? Yes. Not bad for a Catholic guy, right? Not bad. It's one of the more popular ones, so it's easy for me to remember. (laughs) Yeah. And I see it everywhere. There's, I, I love that one because God has infinite strength, right? Like, if you lean on him, like, bro, I wanna make this decision, I need you to help me. He's got strength. He will help you make that decision, right? Like, and even if you aren't a believer, right? If you just want to work your way into a CrossFit gym and you happen to hear this podcast, welcome. We love you too. If if you are at a point in your life where you're like, something has to change, you've got the motivation, right? Like your mindset is there. If you recognize there's something that has to change, you've already made the first step, right? Like, what is it? Acceptance is the first step of a grieving process or whatever it is. Or is that Alcoholics Anonymous? I think it's Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about hmm. that. So. Or, or saying that you have a problem is. Yeah. Admitting step. you have a problem is the first step, right? Yeah. Like if you look at yourself and you say something's got to change, like that is the first step, right? Joining a gym, coming to a Saturday workout, like that's like the second or third step, right? Like you're already moving forward. Now you have to stay on the path, right? So yeah, one one of the songs that I play on Saturdays is, is uh, I think it's about our relationship, but the song is um, one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Just put one foot in front like, of And it's a good song to dance to. It is. But, um, but also, <laughs> I, in a movie I, I, somewhere. while you're talking, I was thinking of like, for how long I've doing, been doing CrossFit, you know, I'm not ripped because I know that I kind of struggle with eating. Um, we all do. It's food is good. Um, food is good. Food is good all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I guess, like, if you watch, say, you watch like used to watch Biggest Loser or mm-hmm. 
you see all these like ads like 30 day bodies mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. how can somebody really commit to like the long term pro- progress like that is the question isn't I, it? I think I've noticed like a lot of times people will come like well, you oh you went to two Saturday workouts and you're not ripped <laughs> like um <laughs> Or are you talking about like John specifically? Gonna, he's calling you out, John. No, actually, John actually me. got he he came almost every Saturday and yeah, and he started he coming re- three days a week for a while. Yeah, and he was really committed to it. And Proud got, of you, John. Seemed like he got a lot out of it. But there there's the others who maybe they're not willing to trust that the long term impact mm-hmm. is really going to change mm-hmm. or be worth it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you've seen over time from running a gym or so. Full disclosure, I've only run this gym for two years. Not actually not even two years. In November it'll be two years. So yeah. my my experience is more so I've coached in a lot We're of coaching. different gyms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I just want to be clear, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm falsifying information. I I thought you invented CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask some people, they they say yeah. the same thing. I I like talking. So for me, that's what that's the biggest struggle as a coach and, and especially now as an owner the the biggest struggle with everyone is the commitment it's recognizing that this is truly a thousand mile journey right we're talking about making a decision whether you're 19 years old or 65 years old you still have a long time to live right like if you're 65 there's a very real chance you could live another 30 years right so we're not like that's an entire mortgage yeah, you know what I mean. Like almost my whole life. That is that. Yeah, that I mean that is yeah. my whole. Like, I'll be thirty-two. That's that's like my entire life, right? That is a very very big commitment, right? And the way I've been framing it to people recently is the way I've been describing this endeavor is that the journey, or excuse me, the the end goal, right? Like getting ripped or eating well for thirty days is not the goal. The goal is to make better decisions and continue to work to come to the gym. And I say work like whether you're able, some people have a struggle making routines. Some people it's really easy for those people that struggle with routines. They have to put legitimate work into making time to come to the gym. So it's about the journey, right? Like it's not about coming every day. It's about putting in effort so that over the next 30 years you're here on average three four five days a week right like we have a proven process with four steps and if you follow those four steps if you enter our gym as a member and you follow those four steps you will get results right like it's going to happen the thing is you have to stick with it like you have to follow the steps as, as is the case with a, a lot of rehab programs, as is the case with a, a lot of the, what do they call it? The, like the decision-making processes, right? Like if you go to any business, they've got, you know, the seven step decision-making process or the, I mean, I think the military has like, it's called MDMP, the military decision-making process. The acronym. It is, yeah, of course it is. Right. They, <laughs> I, and I want to say, so when I went through Airman Leadership School in the Air Force, which is like the first level of professional education you get, the second level, it depends on how you look at it. It's the first, it's where you transition from an airman, quote, quote unquote, to an NCO, a non-commissioned officer. You're taking on that responsibility. 
in the first level of that leadership course, you learn, and I'm pretty sure it was the Air Force 12-step problem-solving process, which is ridiculous, right? But the, the fact is, you know, tying it all together, there's, there's steps, right? And if you can commit to, making, to taking those steps every day, one foot in front of the other, that's the goal. It's, the, it's about the journey, right? Like I'm actually going through this with my mom right now. Yeah. Well, I've been go ahead, sorry. No, I just was saying it's it's similar like we were saying with sanctification, like you're never gonna become Christ. Right. Like but that's that's so, so good. Yeah. Yes. Hundred percent yes. Like we can all agree whether never become rich frowning. Right <laughs> right. Certainly not. It's probably more likely we'll become rich frowning than yeah. Christ. But like we will never be Christ. Ever. We can we can get ninety nine percent of the work done. Right, like if if you were to go on vacation for twenty nine days, right, but on the thirtieth day you came home, wouldn't you tell everybody like, yeah, I was on I was on vacation for a month? No, you're on vacation for twenty nine days, right? But it's you're basically there, right? And that's our that's our framework, that's our mindset. Is that like if we've done most of the work, then we've done it, right? But that's not the case. The case is if you've done most of the work but haven't crossed the finish line. You haven't completed the work. So with sanctification, like, we'll get really, really close. Some of us can be canonized as saints, right? Like, we can become really important in the annals of, of religious history, but we'll never be Christ, right? Like, the apex of Catholicism is to become the Pope, right? Like, if you become a priest or a bishop or a, de- um, not a deacon, priest, a bishop, cardinal, all that, like, yeah. you could become the Pope. And even that, is still miles and miles and miles beneath Christ. Yeah, and right? and the whole point of both of these things is, you know, to help us be closer to Christ. Right. Like personally, and not. I don't want to get too much into it, where we end up talking more about works and you know, you know, get a whole different theology going. But, um, but you know, just kind of center it around the whole thing is about being closer to God and knowing God and being able to turn to him in those times instead of um, other things. And, and one of the, when we were trying to do a Bible study with this group, it was uh, Matt Chandler's Recovery and Redemption, which I've talked about a few times on here. And he's, he talked about his phrasing was, all, uh, we go to all these different wells, and Christ is the well that is never dry. But we go to these other wells like uh, food or alcohol or video games or or even just like relationships mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. So Eventually the challenge is up. to turn to him when we're dealing to those things. Mm. And and I hope that's what everybody gets from it, and not just just CrossFit or just nutrition or just the process of sanctification, but knowing the goal mm-hmm. of all of it is to know God better. Yeah. The, the goal is the journey, right? Yeah. Like, and the journey is the goal was, it was, I believe, and you'll have to, you'll have to fact check this. I believe it was Socrates <laughs> or it was Socrates or Hippocrates. I forget. And they said, let medicine be thy food and food be thy medicine. Hippocrates. Hippocrates, right? He the Hippocratic, Hippocratic goat. That's right. Okay. Wow. Way to go. Doctors. Way to go. So he said, let fact check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to Google that. So, he said, let medicine be thy food and food be thy medicine, right? Like we don't need to turn to fad diet, like 30 day 
body toners and 90 day workouts and 10 minute abs and like what we need to do is just be willing to make the journey right like make good decisions a part of our life just like just like you make going to church going to bible study making time for yourself going on family vacations the same way we make those part of our life we need to make our physical well-being part of our life because like i said it's that mind body relationship if we treat our body well our mind will think well you know and and, and that and that serves so many more purposes like even right so we're talking about the tie in between religion and you know the the spiritual body relationship right it goes so much farther beyond that like taking care of your body take it it, it like i said without saying like a broken record it helps develop that good free flowing fluid happy mindset and that extends to your entire life right like not just to your religion or your beliefs or your the way you deal with adversity but the way your relationship with your spouse your significant other your relationship with your children your relationship with friends the way you view sitting in traffic right like there is a huge spectrum of ways that can help you and and if we focus on that journey that putting one foot in front of the other and making the effort to to remain committed no matter how difficult it is and understand that it's okay to to slow down every now and then as long as we don't stop we're going to make it a much much better world just by doing things like that well i have a bunch of other things i wanted to talk about and bring up that i keep thinking of while you're talking but kind of at our time frame here but just to wrap things up just to just want to thank you for coming in and talking to us about it i think we did a decent job tying it in to what like we're to trying so. to do. Appreciate you having me, dude. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back or we'll have more things to talk about on the nutrition and yeah side of things. And I think there's a lot that people can learn. I agree. And I hope whoever's listening got something out of this and you're willing to think think and pray about taking that first step amen move forward on that journey if anybody has questions is it is it cool if i shout out my email address on here and, and if you're comfortable with that yeah yeah so my personal email address is john the reese j-o-h-n-t-h-e-r-e-e-c-e at aol.com don't judge me i'm like one of the last six users of aol but okay. if anybody has AIM questions well? i'm not i'm not on aim i used to be it was like al mud tires 18 or something like that yeah but if anybody wants to email me, John the Reese at AOL dot com, I'll I'll talk for days and days and days about this stuff. And I dude, I really, really appreciate you having me on. I I love talking about this. I love tying it in with Christ and our, our sanctification. Uh, I'm huge into that. I have a huge mind body philosophy, as I've said, so I I appreciate the chance to be here and I hope I can come back. Yeah. Well it all started because you let me use your gym, so <laughs> symbiotic yeah It'll, and then i know like with just a one more thing like with my story like just crazy i me taking that first step and going to a gym i went to a different gym and then i was struggling with a lot of depression and and you know i decided to really commit to what i was trying to do and find a real community and i knew like whenever i went to that uh what was it festivus games mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like man, all these people are cheering for me, and like, I'm not, 
what's happening. And <laughs> so since going to that, it's really helped out a lot. And That's good. a lot of other things have started to work out and I've gotten a lot closer to God in, in the end. So That's the goal, right? So, yes. Um, anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for speaking with me, John. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right.